podcast where we discuss and dissect the ins and outs of reading and writing Harry Potter fanfiction and the world of fandom. I'm Kerry. I'm Soph. And today, our episode is going to be on community and friendship in fandom. And we have three special guests here to talk about it. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? <laughs> Hi, I'm Lana. Okay, I'm seriously reading on TikTok where I talk far too much and openly about fanfiction all the time. I'm Erin. I'm Olaf a lot on TikTok, and I also spend a lot of time talking about Harry Potter fanfiction. Uh, my name is Montana. I also do things on TikTok. Was I supposed to say my TikTok name? I missed it. It's XXX. No, I'm serious. XXX. That actually sounds like a radio channel. Like now that you're saying it into a mic, like XXX. Worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> serious <laughs> FM. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you guys for um, being here. Uh, we're all coming from like different places and different time zones, so it is very exciting that we were like able to coordinate it and, and all get here. I am super excited to chit-chat and like probe your little brains. Um, <laughs> starting with like just like the basics, how did you guys like end up in the Marauders fandom? Erin, you've been here longest. You should start, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say I've been here since day one. Um, I got into, I mean, I was like a Harry Potter fan as a kid. And pretty much as soon as the Marauders showed up, I was like, I need to know some more. Um, but I was really introduced to the fandom via uh, Neopets role-playing boards. Um, what? This is like 2006. What? Yeah, like I'm serious. I've been here way too long. <laughs> um and okay, can you explain? Yeah, you have got yeah, to explain. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, on Neopets, um, if you got your parents' permission, if you were under 13, um, you could go onto like boards and there was a role-playing board where people would like write um, as specific characters, um, like basically all together writing a story. Um, you know, someone would post a paragraph or two and someone else would respond to that paragraph as a different character. Um, and so I started doing that um, with a lot of things that I was interested in, but primarily Harry Potter. And that was kind of when the Marauders as a concept really became something known to me. And I was like immediately like, yes, I will be playing Remus. Um, I guess I'll play James if I have to. That's fine. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then I found fan fiction from there. And quite literally, the rest is history. I've never left. I've never left. That so that's how I got here. <laughs> actually fascinating wild. to me like <laughs> yeah. also it's really interesting all of the weird places that fan fiction has shown up like the quiz website or whatever where like yeah. people were writing fan fiction in the quiz boxes instead of quizzes or like even tiktok now where people will kind of write in the descriptions of tiktoks like um, entire scenarios yeah, yeah like entire scenarios well, well that's why like we're always having this discussion about like whether or not fan fiction is going to get shut down because of the legality of it and like yeah maybe they could shut down ao3 and that would be a tragedy but also i don't think they can get rid of it like i don't i just don't think that's possible mm -hmm. it survives like yeah. it just keeps growing <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's like a virus that keeps mutating. Yes. <laughs> like a good one. Like a good one. Like a healthy. Yeah. A great, one. a good virus. Famously good virus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets smarter. Like there's still going to be weird kids who like scribble shit on napkins and throw them at each other for stories. Like it's the tale as old as time. I mean, especially when you have like a group of everyone is so creative in fan fiction. Like I feel like if there's ever a group of people who need to kind of 
like think of a creative way to continue writing it i mean you know you've found the right group of people here no? it's like we say this all the time but it never ceases to amaze me how much creative energy just like exists in this space again like for no profit like it it kind of defies the way that we work as a society where this like belief that like everything everyone does is always for like some kind of monetary value like the idea that everyone in the space will put so much work into these creative projects not wanting or expecting or getting any kind of financial reward is like super interesting i think and then is also why when stuff happens like fan fictions being sold on etsy or whatever it feels like such a like you missed the point <laughs> you missed the point of us mm-hmm. this is not the point of us <laughs> It feels like giving your key to somebody, like giving your key to your apartment to someone, and then they start airbnb your apartment. And you're like, mm, yes, hold on. Yes, it actually like, does. This was the place where we gathered. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the place where we gathered. Absolutely. <laughs> How did everybody else come to this, to the fandom? To this Were you, space. Is it new? Was it old? Yeah. Um, I was an eighth grade English teacher, and so I couldn't really be online unless I wanted like 13 year olds being like hey miss what's up like in the comments you know like there's no way to like really protect that so I didn't have a TikTok I didn't really post very much on social media I kept like my hobbies to myself because I just didn't want like you know Jose being like I saw that you're really into blah 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 like when I show up to teach the child you know so I quit my job and then I was like oh I guess I could have TikTok now let's see what see what it's all about and Pretty quickly, I came across a medical student. I don't know if you guys have seen this video. It was very popular a couple years ago. This medical student who was rating Harry Potter fan fiction on a pain scale, like using like different <laughs> pain terminology. No, but that sounds hilarious. That sounds incredible. Um, and so she goes, she like names the different like painkillers and like like pain thresholds according to Harry Potter fan fiction. And I had never really heard of. A fan fiction like I feel like a lot of people were like oh I thought it was really weird growing up that like weren't into it I'm like I didn't even hear about it like I didn't it was so not a part of the internet frightened me as a kid too so I didn't like explore very much like <laughs> I was like stranger danger you know yep. what I mean um and so I saw this video on TikTok and I was like oh this is cool these are like characters I know I was a big Harry Potter head growing up and um it had been a while since I read them. So I was like, okay, cool. And I started off with like a very, very fluffy Germione. And then w- within a couple of months, picked up all the young dudes. And then I was like, okay, this is where I live now. Um, <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no turning back because this is it. And from there, I've just been in, the, not that I don't like reading different, eras but they just don't really feel like my home it feels like I'm taking vacation I'm going on a nice vacation and like reading a golden trio fic and then now I have to go home and home is in the 1970s or (laughs) what whatever with with those characters regardless of the universe I also did not know that fan fiction was a thing I I was basically okay so I was in like a very miserable relationship and I was like doing everything I could to like distract myself from that and I kept seeing, like, um, TikToks for, like, Matteo Riddle. And I was like, who the ever-loving is Matteo Riddle? <laughs> and 
I just fell further and further down this rabbit hole until I came across everyone talking about Manacled. And I was like, oh, this sounds fun. Um, <laughs> Does it? it was something um so i like i read that i didn't read any tags i didn't know what tags were i still don't read tags you'd think i'd learn my lesson but evidently not me neither oh my god L- lana the other day sorry can i say lana was like oh my god plot twist harry's a werewolf <laughs> in this fic she was reading and i go the tag says harry's a werewolf <laughs> Like, where's the twist? She goes, well, I don't read tags. I'm like, I don't think that's called a plot twist. Like, I think it's the plot. And also, you're on chapter two. Like, it's the basis of the whole. Anyway. It was a plot twist for me. Yeah. It was like, tag, Harry's a werewolf. Harry's a werewolf. Werewolf Harry. Howling Harry. Like, it was like multiple. (laughs) The title of the fic is Harry's a werewolf. (laughs) Woof, woof. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't. Yeah, I'm always caught between like spoiling it for myself and like wanting to know what I'm getting into, but like not, not even in a like I want to be prepared way. Just more like, what is this? Like, is it the specific things I'm looking at? Or sometimes I'll get jump scared by something really strange. So I'm like, I just want to make sure. Even when I try to read tags, I like don't really read all of them. So I'm like, what's the point of reading any of them? Because I started this fix, same thing. It was like a Muggle AU, and then there was a werewolf, and like. In the middle of all the tags was like muggle you but werewolf haha and I'm like oh I didn't read like I missed that one you know like it still it still jumps out yeah um I just remember I read manacled and I remember like within like the first five lines I was like oh dear I seem to have stumbled upon something that's going to become my entire personality and I don't think I spoke a word. Mm-hmm. I do not think I spoke a single word to any actual like human being for about three days while I read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that about all the young dudes. I think I never got all the way through Manacled. I yeah, but like I don't think I got to the bit like I I, I stopped like just after we got to the flashbacks. I feel like I should. Do you have know what through. though? So recently, because I was obviously like I'm so far down like Marauders rabbit hole. It's it's actually concerning. Um, I was like, I wonder if like Manacord is like as bad as I thought it was at the time. Haha, <laughs> I've read so much now. I'm like a seasoned vet. You know what I mean? Absolute fucking terrible move. Terrible move. I <laughs> went and like skim read back over some of Manacord. And I was like, reading this chapter specifically as a Marauders fan, as a Remus girly. Worst decision I've ever made in my life. It was harrowing. <laughs> it was a no. It was a no for me, dog. Mm-hmm. I was like, but to be fair, I started you st- Lana, you started with Manacled, your fanfiction journey. Mm-hmm. For myself, three wizards and a baby. Okay. So like we are on quite opposite quite ends. Different. Of- yeah. You went as fluffy as fluffy can be. Pain. And I went, Harry is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pain yeah. scale right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's dead like at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's not. That's sure. not a spoiler. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. Harry's dead. I just, I, Dramini for whatever reason is like one of the only or like, I shouldn't say one of the only, but one of the few sort of like big ships that I just don't, like I can't get into it. Like I just am like, no. Is it because you hate Hermione? Not everyone hates Hermione, Montana. No, I like Hermione. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you hate Hermione? <laughs> I, plead, I plead the fifth. Um, I can't stand her. I, okay, can I, can I say, this is why I don't like her and it has nothing to do with her. It has a little bit to do with her. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody is obsessed with her. We're just supposed to like believe that she's everybody's favorite everything. And if anyone's going to be, if anyone's going to live to survive through it all, it's got to be her and anything she does is correct and right. And I'm just like, well, why? Like, 
Why? Because she's the only female character we have. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather Luna. I'd rather her make it, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Um, we see that. But I don't know. that that. But there's some, some depiction of her that I really enjoy. Um, but they diverge so far from canon that I'm like, I think I just like this other girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, to be fair, I don't hate Hermione, but I suppose, like, I'm also not, like... I have to read about her mm-hmm. if that makes sense like I I I've never felt like versus like the Marauders where it's like I'm like oh I must read about James Potter like that's how I started was like I was like I must read about James Potter and so the life and times which is like an ancient fic on fanfic.net that was my first fan fiction when I was like 14 or something but it's like also was one of those ones where I had never read fan or like I hadn't really read fan fiction before and then you like read the one and you're like oh my god like I didn't realize this could be so good and and I could get so much and like someone could flesh out this whole world that like I've been like so desperate Mm -hmm. to like have fleshed out and like suddenly they just like they gave it to they gave me my characters yeah and I just get to read about them. It's like magical. It feels magical. You're like, oh, yes. It is. No, it does. I agree. That was all the young dudes for me. Me for sure. too. Absolutely. Same. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Oh. Okay. So when you came into this, when you found yourself suddenly in this strange world, did you originally see it as a place to make friends like did you come into it with like that idea were you like right off the bat like making connections or did that kind of come as a surprise for me personally it was such a surprise I was literally like bumbling around like knocking my head off things like what is this place (laughs) genuinely like I didn't it never occurred to me that I would meet I've never like made friends with a community of people online before it was bizarre um and I just I one thing about me I'm a chronic oversharer so like as soon as I have a feeling I have to scream about it so that's what I did on TikTok so I just started like yelling about all of the things that I was reading and then people were like oh hey you should also read this or have you read this or what did you think about this or blah 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 and I was like oh okay like and then I just started accidentally making friends that way it's very lucky I think it's interesting like the concept of like arriving at fandom via TikTok because like when I was growing up and doing this like role-playing stuff and like making communities and whatever it was very much in the inner the age of the internet that was like do not reveal any personal information whatsoever so like mm-hmm. yeah all of the friends that I would like consider that I had during that time like they were not real names like one of them went by Wolfie and that was like the extent of what I knew about them <laughs> um, and so I think it's interesting when you arrive at TikTok and it's like that's your face that's your that's what you have to just like mm-hmm. put out there um, and I think it does make it a lot easier to like form real relationships because it's just like this is who you are and I think the the attitude around the internet and like sharing things like that is so different from when I was growing up and becoming in fandom spaces that like I don't know I, I I'm really fascinated by it I think also for me like I kind of just like ran headfirst into sure whacking did, my yeah. face on TikTok do you know what? I didn't like st- you, you went for it I did not yeah. stop to think about it you know fully fully (laughs) eyebrow center do you know what I mean and I think the other the other part I don't know if your TikTok was this way too but like I don't know coming 
I feel like we're all kind of similar ages. Like you come up and then you have Facebook, then you have an Instagram and then there's Snapchats in there randomly and you're like, what the fuck? And then you stop using it and then you, whatever, you move on. And on all those social media things, the people I followed and the people who followed me, I knew in person. When it came to TikTok, I was not putting my TikTok out there for anyone to follow. And a lot of my friends that are my age didn't have a TikTok. It was something that I knew about because I was a teacher and the kids did the renegade dance. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is an interesting application you're using. And so when it came to recording videos, I was really just, it was like a, I was like a journal almost. I was like, it's public, but nobody I know in real life is going to see me on hashtag pickle talk, pickling my vegetables in my kitchen. You know what I mean? Like I was just making videos about whatever. The best TikTok. (laughs) And so when I discovered fan fiction, I was just like making silly videos about it. And then then from the woodwork, people were like saying these things to me that I didn't know what they mean. I didn't know what Dramini was. I was reading it. I didn't know that that's what it was called. I didn't know what ships were. People were using, you know, there's a whole language about fan fiction. And I'm yeah. like, what is AO3? Like, what are you talking about? Um, someone was like, do you want to join my Discord? And I was like, doesn't Discord mean disagreement? What's happening? Like, I don't know any of these things. And they were like, no, you should like come, come with us, come with me, you know, like a real Willy Wonka situation. And it was like, it was very magical. And you find yourself and then you're hip to it, right? When you like what Lana was saying, I just was kind of bumbling around. And there's this weird sort of, it almost looks confident or bold, but you're just naive. You don't know that it's like taboo to like do this or you don't know that you're like. Yeah, I had no idea. No, I had as well. Like people are like, fan fiction is such like, oh, it's so cool that you just speak so openly about it. I'm like, why wouldn't we? What have I missed? I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I didn't like know it was something you were supposed to be ashamed of. Yeah, I did not speak about it to a soul in when I was like uh, in that I knew in real life, like absolutely secret. <laughs> and that's so different. Yeah, and I I've had to make an active effort. I've had to make an active effort to do that now with the people in my life because I'm like, no, I'm not going to be ashamed of this. But even like. Friends I know that are complete nerds. Like one guy has a Star Wars tattoo and he'll still laugh at me for reading Harry Potter fan fiction. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, what's the difference? I also feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm like painting with really broad strokes, but like Lana and I talk about this a lot. Like, I just feel like a lot of that is misogyny as well. Like the things that like girls or like femme presenting people are interested in are just ridiculed. And like, it doesn't matter what it is, like, like this strawberry necklace or like anything that's like, oh my god I'm obsessed with this it's like well you're a girl so that must mean it's dumb and I think too like fan fiction is associated with romance and sex and women or girls or whatever and like those three like those three things combined are all like totally ridiculed by our society so it's like I think it's definitely in the nerd culture, which like nerd culture has a tendency to be sort of male dominated not necessarily like actually but at least in terms of how it popularly is presented um or and the loudest voices in that fan fiction is automatically like yeah that's some weird girl shit i felt similarly like when you were talking about fan fiction just being this like for lack of a better word cauldron of like creativity like everyone is just so creative in it and i feel like it's sort of it was sort of a gateway for me to my own like rediscovering my own creativity and like when you're talking about nerd culture and it being dominated a lot by you know boys or you know men on the internet taking up a lot of space about being a nerd like i felt that way like i've always wanted to play dungeons and dragons but 
who were the people who were playing Dungeons and Dragons growing up? They like didn't look like me. They didn't like me. They we you know like I was like on my high school dance mm-hmm. drill team at football games. Like no one was like let's invite her to play Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I mean? Like there was no in. Right. Yeah. And so seeing like now meeting people through fan fiction who are like just cooler people and I'm more secure and they're more secure they're like oh I have like a lesbian D&D group do you want to join and I'm like in fact I do that's my exact experience as well like I've been invited to a few D&D like when it's a queer game like it's some of the most fun I've ever had but I was like it's just closed off like it was just closed off to me um up until then and like suddenly you have like friends that are like unashamed to be nerds in like sort of queer spaces and it's just yeah it's just so much fun yeah, and I think there's like a the thing that I love most about this space and I think what has allowed me to connect with people is just like the Aaron, you're really good at this actually. Is like the cele- celebrating whatever people are interested in. And I feel like it takes so much courage to like come into a space and be like, guys, I love fill in the blank. Whatever it is. It like takes so much courage to like put your chest out there and be like, this is something I really like. This is something I really enjoy. And Aaron and any group chat you're in it was like hell yeah like let's go you know like you're like boosting it up and and when you're used to either people rejecting you or just tolerating you like okay like that's nice for you like to be around people who are like send me every detail right now I have no idea what you're talking about but I love that you love it <laughs> is is such a, a a fun feeling you know and then you share and, and it goes you know and however many different directions well I feel like growing up it's like cool is presented as being apathetic towards everything and the older you get the more you realize how like a exhausting that is and b how boring and dull and that like actually like the best thing is just getting somebody to like like anytime anybody is passionate about anything like that's that's the most fun like and it it doesn't matter like what it is like if your thing is stamp collecting and like you go off about stamps I'll be like yeah get it get those stamps (laughs) I agree yeah I just the same like every time I see something random like we were in Loch Ness and there's four people that have dedicated their whole lives (laughs) to trying to find the Loch Ness monster and I was just like people are so weird and I love it respect I am actually going to be a fifth member of that group. (laughs) I think that another thing that I came, I mean, I also have to remember, like, we're still young, but I'm like, oh, I wish I would have had this confidence earlier. I wish I would have done this differently growing up. Like, you know, I came to fan fiction by myself and it's definitely this community. It's so interesting because I feel like no one is like grabbing all their friends and is like, let's all go to the internet together (laughs) now. It's like something that you do by yourself. Because you're kind of interested in it. And I don't know, maybe a time to... And and then you go and you find, like, all of these people. And I think for so long, I didn't want to do things by myself. I felt ashamed. I felt uncool. I felt kind of pathetic if I was, like, the only one doing something. It's what prevented me from going to a lot of concerts that I wanted to go to or a lot of, you know, clubs I wanted to join because I didn't have anybody to go with. And it's like, well, no, you find your people when you get there. Like... And, and I promise if you just, like, keep trying to go by yourself, like, you're going to find your people. And lo and behold, you do. It's just, it's the barrier to entry is, like, okay, you have to be alone for a little bit by yourself. But then you realize, like, okay, well, I feel lonely all the time anyway, so why don't I just, like, go to the thing? <laughs> and then, then there's people there, like, which, I mean, I'm grossly oversimplifying, but I do think it's interesting that 
this community was made, I think, by like a bunch of loners, like who were came alone. Like you didn't you didn't have a plus one. No one dragged you here. You know, you came by yourself. I think that's kind of why the coven like was like the perfect thing at the perfect time for like so many of us because it's such a mix of those two things and that like people in this space especially are so so passionate about these stories and these characters and their art and everything that comes with that and also often what I've noticed is like people in like the fandom space are so so much the type of people who are craving community so like mixing like passionate people with a bunch of other passionate people who also want to make friends is just magic and there's this like in what seems to be in this community like you don't have to know anything about anything to be part of it and like a bunch of people are like learning stuff for the first time like I had no idea how to make a book and the person who taught me didn't know how to do it three months ago but someone taught her and now we have books that we made with our hands or you know someone has never really drawn but they downloaded procreate and they looked at a couple things on tumblr and like now they have some art out there like someone embroidered an inside joke from Black Mass over Highway 90 and now people wear it as a patch on their jacket like people are really like generating things and making things but not because they ever knew how to do it before it's like they love this community so much and they love these stories so much that they just go out and learn new skills like if I was going to be in the apocalypse with anybody it would be the fan fiction <laughs> community like people yeah it is community organizing like it reminds me of the movie pride that Lana had us watch in the coven where it's like okay well you know how to do the paint and you know you're you're good at speaking and you've got the bookshop and you have the telephone and do you, you have the car keys you got a bus all right let's go and it's like this system that just like works this is why i like i'm worried about what is happening now that tiktok is such a big part of the fandom and sort of the influencer-esque version because i feel like we're starting to see and yeah and this like lack of dis distinction between fan fiction and published works because like to me the whole point of this space is that you're again like it's creativity like you're supposed to be trying things out you're supposed to be just like doing things for fun and like you'll get like feedback or tips from like other people or like whatever like moving or growing it's like a community and this approach to it as a um business or or a uh some kind of product is like you know when you get people making tiktoks where they're like well this doesn't this isn't uh, standing up to like the level of literature that I think it should be at and then you have a comment section full of people just like ripping apart people's work I I'm like why how could you expect anybody to try anything in this space yeah. like why <clears throat> would you feel like you could just write a little goofy story in a space where someone is going to be like well that wasn't exactly Shakespeare. I could be like, no shit. <laughs> or if it's not like following a story arc as well. Like if it's not like, this was what I expected. We've, we've spoken about this a million times. This is what I expected from like a romance when it it's clearly not <laughs> supposed to be a romance or a rom-com or something. It's like, well, if you want a traditional story arc, there's a million books out there <laughs> like that don't get published unless they follow like a lot of them, that, that very specific thing that you're used to seeing in stories. You, you, you might get something different here and that's okay. <laughs> or if you want something perfect, go to a professional. Like that's not the point. The point here is not like a polished, perfect thing. The point is that like, yeah, like I'm trying to write or I'm trying to embroider or I'm trying to learn how to bind books. Like it's not 
that I'm a professional. Yeah. Bridget on TikTok. Uh, what is there? Bridget Faye. Yes. Yeah. Um, they had this analogy about, you know, when we do these cycles of like someone's doing something dumb again, like let's bring them back. That's why the virus analogy makes me feel so good because like you just I just do think that like the fan fiction community like is smarter. What I mean is like whenever anyone is trying to like put like their capitalistic values on it or try to say that it's to this or to that, like it's it's always going to be a target for people who have like establishment values because it's different and it's and it's subverting a lot of the things that like our society posits as good things right but Bridget had this example of like the fan fiction is like a potluck right and you like bring your homemade cookies that your grandma gave you the recipe for and you put out the ingredients in case some people are allergic aka tags and you put them in the company staff room and if people want some when they walk by they can grab them no one's being there like actually the flavor profiles of this chocolate chip cookie really don't meet betty crocker standard it's like no one's pretending to be betty fun crocker like and it would be really rude like somebody made that for you (laughs) like no one asked for your criticism like unhinged behavior (laughs) i as someone who has literally no qualifications on the topic whatsoever as i've only just got here i do wonder if that attitude has always been around but is now more public because there is a platform for it because I you know it's not only on TikTok and such that you see these sort of comments and these people saying these things you get it in the in the comments of like the fix themselves and blah 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 and I wonder if it is just a case that it is more visible now that these attitudes have always existed and that kind of in an odd way gives me a bit of hope because I think the community as a whole continues to railroad these people and always comes back stronger like Montana said with the virus analogy and I just I don't know I I do kind of think it's like impossible to kill a bit to be honest I think you're right I think that to some extent like it it definitely always existed I think there's been like a bit of a shift in that I feel like comments on fix used to be a lot more brutal you said you got some didn't you like the first time you tried to write fic when you were like 15 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I did I got two girls who came and I was like 12 years old and they just like went through every chapter of this fic and tore me to shreds and then I cried and was like I will never publish anything online ever again That's so mean. and I didn't <laughs> until I was 25 yeah I mean I was definitely around in like the the no flame era where like you'd have to like put something on your fic to be like I don't accept negative criticism And it would, you know, that's what you would have to just, like, Mm -hmm. put as part of your disclaimer, where you'd also say, like, I don't own any of these characters. Like, that was just how you had to put out, like, I don't accept flames, which is crazy. That's wild. I also wonder, like, how much of it is people not liking fanfiction and how how much of it is, like, just people on the internet are mean. Like, Like, there's so many videos I've seen of, like, you know, someone, like, it could be as innocuous as like standing in front of a house and someone would be like who the fuck would paint their house that color and you're like (laughs) i don't know who asked you like do you have nothing better to do than just like rip people to like the craziest place in the world is youtube comments wild place wild place to live even like comment sections of like the new york times terrible in there yeah or 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 people's like recipe blogs it's like i don't know shannon this pretty seems like too much better and i would be in diabetes land if i did your recipe it's like 
no one's <laughs> asking you to be here. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I true. I, I do feel like the comments in AO3 have gotten better as a whole, but but I do feel like something about the TikTok app lends itself to giving people clout if they hate things. Like people will make videos yes. and they will get like loads of views and loads of comments just if they're giving like, and, and this is true for all media, but it's just a bit more appropriate when it's, media that's not fan fiction but people being like hot take like i don't like this thing that's really popular and they're kind of bringing that here and like getting a load of views for it and getting a load of like clout i guess and that's maybe perpetuating it a bit and we're also such a small community right at the end of the day so if you're shitting on like if you're a popular tiktoker or if you just happen to have a tiktok because that's the other thing about tiktok right is that things can just go viral like, if you just happen to have a TikTok that circulates widely within the Marauders fandom, that's having a huge impact in a way that, like, a singular comment is not going to send a mob of people after you. And I also think, and this is, like, our dis- our choice, but, like, in some ways, because of the, like, social media aspect of it, authors are more accessible. Like, now it's, like, it's not just that you can access me on AO3 you can also access me on Tumblr and people asked me to make other social media and I was like absolutely not they're like what about yeah like TikTok or Instagram and I was like you no I I already get comments in two places and I need a therapist like I can't I can't do more guys that's kind of a weird space if you're like somebody who has something popular that that like it's big and it's small right so it's big in that Yes. millions of people have probably read choices or like a million people or whatever but then it's also a community so like everybody kind of knows everybody and I think it's like oh are you an influencer or are you like somebody's like everybody's friend Um, and I think if you're an influencer it's a lot easier for people to kind of come after you everyone's saying everyone's problematic and stuff if you've got any kind of like like visibility and yet like I'm always banging on about that it's this community smaller than everyone thinks it is like we've all got mutual friends we've all got people that we all know and you will see like people will see comments about their art or whatever they've made if people are being mean about it they will yeah that's why that um person who made that tiktok who was like oh the biggest fix in the fandom are like not even they're so overrated blah 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 (laughs) and the comments tore so many so many stories to shreds and i was truly like disgusted yeah. I had so many friends who were so hurt by the things that they saw and I've seen firsthand the blood sweat and tears that goes into making these stories and how much love goes into them and I think it's difficult isn't it because you can have a hundred people say something so so lovely about a story that you've written um, but if someone says something mean enough that's gonna work its way into your brain and I think it's such a careless and cruel thing to do and okay so now you feel you feel so cool wow well done you you're so impressive with your five minutes of bitchiness that means nothing to you but to this person who has put you have no idea how much of their own self they've put into this story as well you don't know how much of their own backstory goes into that so now you're just coming around playing up billy big balls and you're hurting someone's feeling like endlessly and it is so unkind I will never understand it I mean I also haven't been in this community very long but it didn't take very long to learn the etiquette to learn the etiquette and also like I I'm sort of like a natural rule follower (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like risk I don't really like rebellion like I'm like those are rules and that's how it is that's how I have to be and so you know I learned very quickly like you know you don't rate fix you know I learned very quickly you know just talk about what you like like that's 
That's okay. Oh, you learn pretty quickly, like, who who you have the ability to like be friends with and whose intentions are like yeah we just like love reading the same stories and this is really great and who has some different intentions and who wants to like maybe like for me I like I had a couple funny videos and like some friends I made were friends and I had similar senses of humor and other people sort of had different intentions for what they sort of wanted from me knowing that I was new to the community and I could be a susceptible ear for you know drama from other people and I'm like oh like I wasn't even involved in any of that as a child I'm definitely not gonna be (laughs) maybe it's because like I was a middle school teacher so I could just like smell a mean girl from like seven schools away a mile away yeah yeah so like you learn pretty quick like oh who's here to like read with me and like talk about you know, something that I love about fan fiction is you're able, there's so much nuance, right? You can talk about um, disability representation. You can talk about queerness in literature. You can talk about unlikable female characters. You can talk, you can do all of this stuff and then you can make it and then you can talk about it with your friends. And some people don't want to have those conversations about fan fiction. They are, they do want to have conversations about clout. They do want to hop on trends and they want you to be a part of that. And I, again, I haven't been here for very long, but it's kind of easy to see where where people are, and then I just stay away from from the the mean spirited. Th- I think that's the common thread is that like some of these things are mean spirited, and others are very kind. And I will continue to stay in this community as long as the the kindness that I experience outweighs the mean spiritedness. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. I wanted to ask if you guys have found any kind of difference in your relationships making them online versus making them in real life because we were talking about this recently and we were like why does sometimes it get so intense so quickly if you meet people online and like so if you said I'm gonna let you say actually what your theory about this was oh no I have so many (laughs) theories what was it I feel like I feel, I don't know, I feel like in real life there's there's day-to-day context and so usually you're meeting people and it's like you're at work or you're at school and and online it feels like immediately the connections are a lot more like somehow emotional, like passionate because you're meeting specifically because of something that you feel strongly enough about that you're like in this space. And that somehow feels to me like more of an emotional connection than a than an everyday life connection. And then you don't have those other, like it's so rarely are you ever like, what's up? And you talk about like your life, you're like always like getting right into something. And then you feel like you've known, you know people really, really well, really quickly, but but equally you know nothing about them or like, or like, yeah, like, or, or not the whole context of their whole life. You know something really, really specific about them. Um, yeah. How have you guys found that? Um, I think it's really interesting just because um, I think there's something like so profound about being understood about a thing that you're passionate about because it doesn't necessarily happen. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily happen all the time in real life where you're like, you know, if I say something like Remus Lupin, right? Like all of you understand that like on a level that like if I took 45 minutes to try and explain <laughs> what Remus Lupin means to me, it wouldn't come across <laughs> as someone who doesn't just like innately understand that. And so I think when you find people online who like you can just say something like so small like that and they are like, I know exactly where you are. I'm meeting you right there. 
I think that's like so like profound and really nice and I don't think you get that in a lot of other spaces I also think that is such a good gateway into making very very real deep connections that then go on to talk about your real life as well because you kind of get such a good sense of what sort of a person a person is from that shared passion and how they talk about it and how they listen to you and how you exchange feelings and thoughts about that because then that you know very often then turns into oh well actually like this happened to me in like my real life today and blah 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 and for some reason I know you know we grow up learning like stranger danger blah 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 100% it's so valid but also there is something when you do start to feel in a in a in a sensible way so for example like through a careful discord service or like blah 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 blah, you really do feel so much more comfortable with a person online I think and it is so much easier to be more of your whole self from a bit of a removed way to the point that at some point everything sort of collides and you end up forming these friendships that are so so much more authentic and strong and often I think what happens and what I've certainly noticed with the friends that I've gone on to then meet up with in person is you already know all the bad bits about each other because you felt free enough to tell each other you know and so by the time it is coming to like a face-to-face thing it's not scary and it's not like oh is this person going to judge me because like you already told them they already know they already love you you know (laughs) yeah that's so nice (laughs) that's such a sweet way to put that I think I think that aspect I mean I had this somewhere else but like there's I start to worry because again like we like we've said now like a couple times like I feel like we grew up with a a built-in kind of fear of the internet and I worry now sometimes about like like I think that I am probably a little bit I shouldn't say reckless but like I because I've made so many friends I'm like pretty willing to like make connections with people online But I'm also like a full-grown adult and I worry about the kids who are growing up in this space who who don't who are a kids and do not have that stranger danger like at all like I don't know if you guys have experienced this but like I I'll have minors who will reach out to me and I'll be like listen I know that I am safe but you actually have no idea that I'm safe. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. You just told me, like, they'll tell me their school that they go to, like, they'll tell me where they live, and I'm like, babe, (laughs) don't do that. Even when they ask for, like, life advice, which, again, is, like, a bit strange, just in the sense that, like, I'm not, like, a... Like, I write (laughs) stories about little guys. (laughs) Like, I don't... I am not a, I don't have any qualifications to give anyone life advice and I'm not going to tell you like what to do with your life, but like you could go to someone who's going to use that as a way to totally manipulate you. So like I get a little bit nervous in this space where these minors and these uh, adults are interacting where there aren't really boundaries in the same way that there are in like the real, the real world, the physical world. Can I go on a bit of a of a tangent about the United States public education system for a, for a brief yes, moment. Go for Absolutely. it. <laughs> so I think like, again, we're all similar ages. So we, there was, because the internet was new, everyone was afraid of it. Adults were afraid of it. 
you know? And I think I, I remember in school, right, having digital literacy, digital privacy lessons. If it wasn't full classes, there was definitely a sentiment repeated to you, especially when you became, you know, especially with girls, right? Sending nudes on the internet. I'm just going to say it. Like, how many times were you told, don't don't put your nudes out on the internet. Don't send them to the boys. Don't send them to the girls. Like, this is... <laughs> Honestly, not enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was ever told that. I'm going to be honest. You weren't. Oh my God, I was. <laughs> yeah, it. I feel like there's a lot less... Just when it comes to like, zooming out, right? Digital media literacy in general. There's so many of my students who are in eighth grade who would bring me these videos or bring me these things that they read. And I'm like, that's not real. Like, look at where it's coming from. That's not right. And I had classes that like taught me how to check my sources and how to cite my sources. And I knew, you know, if it has a dot gov, it's from the government. And if it's dot edu, it's from a school. And if it's dot com, it's trying to sell me something like I, you learn these things of how to navigate the internet in a way that gets you the information that you need to verify that it's accurate and to keep yourself safe. And even if, you know, the headline of the lesson wasn't, you know, don't send nudes on the internet, you knew sort of how to navigate this space. And I see not like I even had like typing classes, like there were things that taught you how to, how to navigate a computer and the internet and, and write and consume information. And something that's been really concerning to me as a teacher to see is how not required that is to teach children how to participate in an online internet space because so much of it is now advertised to kids because kids will spend their money on stuff that they see that they like and there's so many other priorities of the U.S. education system and there's so many gaps especially in COVID just exacerbated all of them that you know literacy and digital literacy and media literacy let alone you know things around digital privacy like how how would a child know you know especially if they're looking at like I'm gonna put myself in my shoes at 13 I was obsessed with my chemical romance obsessed Mm -hmm. I still am I I if Gerard Way was like ask me anything I would be in that, I would be in that box and I would ask him anything. You know what I mean? Like, because I was like, he's my hero and he's going to tell me what to do because I'm obsessed with him, you know, because that's how kids are. And I think that there's a huge like vacuum of education around media literacy. And like my, my friend is the head of social at Time Magazine and this minor in the comments was like, hey, can you give me the synopsis of um, this book? Like my papers do tomorrow and like I don't have time to finish it (laughs) I mean that's creative (laughs) yeah she's trying and my friend like posted like to have the audacity at that age to to reach out to to the head of social media at time magazine to be like will you do my homework (laughs) I ran out of time and she posted a video like hope you got it girl like you go because like what am I but like it's sort of like bumbling your head because you don't know. So you come off really bold, but no one ever taught you the rules. And I think there's a certain amount you can, you know, do through osmosis. But a lot of these kids are 12 years old and have never had any training at all. I'll just say that I think that's a really good, um, like sort of related issue to the algorithmic nature of the entire internet now. Like when I was a kid, you know, you'd Google something and the first result would be something 
that is the most relevant and likely the most trustworthy. But now it's like you have to scroll past seven sponsored posts before you get to anything that's not sponsored. Um, and it's the same thing with TikTok, just like handing you whatever, um, you know, your your other activity on the Internet indicates that you'd be interested in. And it goes back to fan fiction of being like, I don't think these specific things should exist and I want AO3 to have an algorithm that will just bring me things that I'm interested in. And it's like the the fundamental nature of the internet now is so aggressively, I'm trying to sell you something. You need to be commodifying everything in your life in order to make it at all mm-hmm. relevant or real even. And so I think that that is like compared with the lack of digital literacy that you were talking about, Montana, that like people don't know how to find things that they're interested in and more importantly leave spaces they're not welcome which I think is a lot of like the minor things like I mean I was a minor on the internet doing things that I should not have done right um but that was like that was that was me right and it was so much easier to just like bounce from something that you know like I close a window it would never come up again you know and but now it's like every single thing is tracking you and keeping your interests in mind and it's going to feed that back to you and it's like so it can get so dangerous that way I have a little bit of like a hot take when it comes to like how we as like grown-ups um interact with kids on in fandom because it wasn't something that I really thought about until it kind of happened to me in that I noticed that these like you know, little baby teenagers are like showing up in my comments and my DMs and like trying to like be my bestie on Instagram and all of this. And I'm like, you're very, very sweet. Um, but I cannot be friends with you and I will not be friends with you. But I mm-hmm. do also think it's really difficult because I think often people in fandom can forget that there are kids and that a hundred percent of the time they're not gonna get the etiquette that is supposed to be upheld in, in a fandom space. And they will inevitably make some mistakes here and there. And I think often they can wind up in conversations that they don't have the full capacity to understand as of yet. And Mm -hmm. adults will then be quite ruthless with them. And in some ways I'm like, I mean, if you're going to talk the talk, you're going to, someone's going to come and walk the walk. So like, it's not the worst lesson in the world to learn. But also I'm like, they're babies essentially these are tiny little humans that you as an adult are essentially being a massive dickhead to and I think it's really easy for a lot of people to forget that and I think unfortunately and I kind of almost hate myself for for saying it because I don't agree with it on like a celebrity scale so why should I agree with it in like a small community scale I think there is a certain level of responsibility if you are I mean I feel it and this is what I uphold myself by putting my face on TikTok I am exceptionally careful with the things that I talk about and how I talk about them and who I interact with and how I interact with those people because if they're going to be watching they're going to be watching and it's not going to be me that is going to send them down some god-awful path do you know what I Mm -hmm. mean and it's not going to be me that's chasing them off off the internet so that they go on and become like little dickheads who start berating people online either so I just I think it is such a tricky thing I don't have the answer, but I think I think there needs to be a lot of grace given when it comes to young people on, in this space. That's interesting to me because it's like, I think I 
or I try to be pretty like I'm not gonna be friends with teenagers again like it's like you can interact with me like I don't mind that but I'm not like interact in like a comment on the fix or like whatever like send me a message on Tumblr but I'm not gonna like uh have a friendship with you because because I can't because we can't because we're not peers yeah Um, exactly exactly but I I'm not gonna censor anything that I do like I'm kind of like I I will tag my writing and I will put trigger warnings in the summaries and like all of that but I'm gonna write what I want to write and you if you read it and you are too young for it that's not on me like that's kind of on you I agree I don't disagree with that in the slightest and I think as a writer I think what you're doing is like so definitely like enough in terms of like tagging and like putting warnings and all of these things and it is that's all you can do and I don't know I just think I think it's different with like TikTok maybe and how and Tumblr as well well TikTok like there's an algorithm and so like you can't trigger warning your TikToks and the algorithm is just gonna pop that up so I think that that is that is different I don't know that I I don't know what I don't do anything on Tumblr really sometimes there was a period of time where I got worried because there was a period of time where the fandom or like Tumblr fandom was being really puritanical and I will reblog like classical art and there was a moment where I was like wow there's like nudity in this am I gonna get in trouble for reblogging this like renaissance painting I mean (laughs) I'm new to Tumblr but was it was it not quite recently only porn on there not recently. I would say that OG Tumblr was like porn. all porn. And then I would say that like before porn got banned even, there was way less of it. Um, and then it got banned. But but the fandom moves quickly. And like by the time I was writing choices, like, you know, like the Marauders, there's a segment of the Marauders and I would argue just like the the youth who can get very almost conservative like they go so far left they come back right yeah Yeah. exactly and so there was a moment where I was like man I I'm not censoring my renaissance paintings (laughs) (laughs) someone's gonna cancel me again (laughs) I I don't know I think censorship is like such an interesting topic to to you could have like a whole other episode on censorship and like its history and like puritan american values etc etc like all the cycles but I think Because I've had people, you know, and I'm assuming like youths like in my comments, like telling me that I'm transphobic because I say girlies and I don't like include everyone that who who that could possibly mean. And or or people, you know, saying other things about how like the fact that I like all the young dudes means that I'm ableist. And I'm like, (laughs) that's an interesting take. Like, I'm not even going to participate. Extreme. Right. (laughs) That is an extreme (laughs) take. So girlies is gender neutral now. (laughs) yeah and that was like the point of my video like in the video i was like girlies like i mean everybody to be fair i get in trouble for saying guys i'm so conscious of that now i had a i had like change yeah i changed it in my phone to be like a shortcut to say folks instead and that like genuinely trained me to just not oh i did wonder yeah no you're very good at that i did wonder i usually say folks friends or y'all just from like teaching i've started saying y'all so much for someone who is not remotely southern yeah i can't get away with that i cannot get away with. i that. started getting my british colleagues to say that though 
Like I have, I work with British people and they do in fact say y'all. No, (laughs) that in an English accent isn't good. (laughs) Y'all and ma'am, you just can't. (laughs) I love ma'am as well. It sounds so good. (laughs) Oh, I, I, again, for someone who's not Southern, I say ma'am and sir all the time. And so I'm like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop with the sirs and the ma'ams, but I'm always ma'aming and sirring. (laughs) I'm a sir. I'm a sir person. I say that to people all the time. Yeah, me too. It's more of a vibe. Everyone is sir. <laughs> it is a vibe. It is a vibe. I refer to all my baby cousins as sir. And I was like, sir, take that out <laughs> oh of my your God. mouth. No, literally. Take that out of your mouth right now. Animals are always sir as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sir, what are you doing with that nut? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think with with kids... It's so interesting, right? Because I taught eighth grade. I taught a lot of different grades. But eighth grade is such this time where, like, you'll have a whole class and and some of the kids are, like, still making friendship bracelets. And they're, like, they have stuffed animals doing kid stuff. And then, like, some dealing, selling, mm-hmm. doing drugs, having sex, do you know, paying bills. They're doing that. And then, then there's, like, a migration. Some kids start here and then by the end of the year they're over here. And, like, you're all reading the same book together in class right and it's a time where you're at the beginning of adolescence you're trying to figure out who you are kind of apart from your friends but also how to fit in with community but also like you hate your parents but also like you need their help and like there's this trying on of all these different selves right and then you learn words like anti-racism you learn words like transphobia you learn these words And you sort of, I think what I've seen my students do is they latch onto this concept of like, that's never going to be me. Like, I'm not going to be an ableist dickhead, like blah, 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 right? But they haven't, they're 13, so they haven't like deconstructed a lot of their own ableism that they've come up with or deconstructed a lot of their own transphobia that, that society has just made them have, right? So they're really good at pointing it out in other people and they're and and whenever they see anything, they're like a big thing with my kids. Was like that's racist. And it's like um, you getting a this grade on this math test. <laughs> you describe the racism to me. Like I'll listen. I'm all ears. And they're like, well, they got a better grade than me. And I'm like, correct. You're the same race. And they study. <laughs> so let's you know, like let's let's unpack it, right? I'm down to unpack, but like let's let's figure it out. And I think there's this this time of adolescence where. Like what Lana, what you were saying around having grace of like from like 14 to like 21, there's a lot of things you're going to be really loud and really wrong about. And you're going to mess up a lot of like social interaction and you can do a lot of damage, but it's the it's the exact time where you have like the largest ability to make the worst impact and also be impacted the worst. Like you're just like a raw wound going around like. <laughs> hurting other wounds like it's Mm -hmm. just bloody and gory it's growing up is hard and so just thinking about having grace for these kids on the internet because I do see you know 30 something year old women being like and this is why like young kids in fandom suck because they don't know I was just gonna say that it makes me think of tumblr comments and stuff like that they do have a lot to offer they're just new they're just new and and like I'm not excusing their behavior but like reaming them being like go back to your sandbox you little bitch which is like something that I've like seen yeah. is like perhaps yeah. not the way yeah I remember <laughs> like, I this is yeah I agree I I got um an anonymous ask in my tumblr about um 
all the young dudes I was like don't you think that you should stop talking about all the young dudes seeing as it's like um racist homophobic and sexist and I was like well as a queer woman of color no firstly let's just start there but I was like I took a really really long time to think about how to respond to that because I was like I don't know who this person is obviously they could be like tiny they could be vulnerable like I have no idea and I think it's it, I get very sad like when I see some of the vim that people come at people on on tumblr with when it's like oh yeah I'm never gonna sit and be like you should let somebody talk to you like shit because like start something and something do you know what I mean like that's that's how it goes like yeah. but I think not everything needs to be clapped back at with such a vicious nature oh, yeah and I think that's when I'm like you know we could show some people a little bit of grace here or if somebody is really coming at you in a tumblr ask thing it's horrible like if they're swearing at you if they're threatening you whatever you don't have to actually respond like I know it's hard yeah and I know it I, I know it's hard but like I'll always look at people's tumblers and the people that are swearing at people in like answering people publicly and swearing at them I'm always like I'm getting hey this is not a nice place to and I, I I get that it's hard but like you said you don't know it's anonymous you don't know who they are it's always just like, gonna make it work can you imagine like standing in the street like and some like 13 year old kid comes up to you and calls you a dickhead or whatever and then you as like a full grown like full grown woman or person or whoever comes back at them and like how fucking dare you blah 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 like like that's so like the aggress the victim becomes the aggressor yeah and I just think that's kind of wild that that being said like if some you know i'm i'm i would like to say that i can rise above at all times but i am someone if they go lower i often go lower so i get it mm -hmm. i get it i mean i think there's a difference between someone who genuinely thinks that they have found a wrong and they're trying to right it and somebody who is using who is weaponizing the language of whatever political correctness just because they want to make someone feel shitty and i think that this fandom has a tendency to we love a mob like we love to just like drag someone through the mud and that's what i've i've grown like so tired of but i do think that most of the time that stuff the weaponizing of this sort of language is usually led by adults in this space more than it is led by children and the children get swept up in it because they're like oh yes I want to do the good but the like campaigns that sometimes get started I feel like are are actually not the, like, the youths they're like they are adults though the other thing I will say like I try very hard to always answer questions kindly most of the time I think that the worst I do is like I get short with people but I will say that there are moments when you are the center of one of these fandom campaigns where you're getting hundreds and hundreds or like maybe they're not, but they feel like just a barrage of like the worst possible stuff that you could get and a lot of the times like it feels very targeted and it will start about like stupid stuff like they'll be like I hate your serious or like I hate your story and you're like dope and then it'll be like I bet everyone in your life hates you I feel really sorry for all of the people in your life and then by the end of the day they're just saying kill yourself kill yourself kill yourself so it's like I have some sympathy 100%. for the people who get caught up mm -hmm. in that who are like fuck you 
I don't care if you're 12. I hate you. No, 100%. Like some of my best friends in the world have had absolutely atrocious things said to them on Tumblr. And it is, it's like repugnant. And I think that that is so different to somebody like saying something that's like a little bit off base, but probably not really meaning it quite as horrifically as you're taking it. And then just like flying off the handle. I mean, I have seen like how you interact on Tumblr and I think I see what you mean when you said like occasionally you'll get like blunt. But honestly, I think that that is so much kinder and such a good way of setting very clear boundaries for yourself than so much of what I do see. And I think that that is much nicer, frankly. Mm-hmm. Well, cause it's like, ultimately like I am here for a silly goofy time. So like, I'm not inter- like, I don't want to make someone feel bad. No. Like I'm not, that's not my goal because that's not fun for me either. Like, and I know what you mean. Like I have seen people answer asks and been like, I, you can't talk to people that way. Like you. I think it's such a shame. It is such, because I, okay. So I've been, so lucky in that some of my favorite writers of stories that have meant more to me than literally anything else on the planet have reached out to me and said such lovely things and I think if I was someone who had gone into their ask box and said something that I didn't mean in a negative way but this person took that negatively that would that would break my heart and it would make me view this entire experience so differently to how I do it would it would rip away all of the sentimentality and emotion that I've felt from the words that they've written. And that's such a sad thing, I think. And it's hard it... on the internet, sorry, because you don't have tone. And so it's easy to like I was gonna say, take something the wrong way. I think like tone and intentionality and like, cur- I always think about curiosity. Like, are are you leading this conversation or this ask or this interaction with curiosity because you want to know more or you want to check yourself or like are you leading with the intention to tear someone down and make them feel bad and I think something that I've really liked in spaces like the coven or in some of the group chats that I've been a part of whenever you have a bunch of people in a space who are passionate and from diverse backgrounds you're gonna have conflict that's just it is what it is and conflict is not unhealthy conflict is a is a way to continue relating to somebody right if you avoid conflict and you try to repress it it's it's not going to be a good thing and so you get to practice engaging in these sort of anti-establishment ways of accountability that we don't see in society right we see crime and punishment boom you did a crime now punish shun by we hate you you should die and like the whole point of creating a new community is so like you can make a mistake we can talk about it do we need apologies? What kind of apologies? How do people need to be best supported? How do we move forward? If this happens again, what can we do differently? And we move on. And that's only possible if you're leading with curiosity and you're wanting connection, right? Some people are not interested in that and, you know, you got to go your separate way or they're not someone that, you you know, you can engage with in that way. But, you know, I think tone, tone is a big one. And a lot of times teenagers specifically will say something and they have no idea how rude they are. They just they just really don't. I'm like, when you're all caps, red font, bold, underline, <laughs> with, a, with a fuck thrown in, <laughs> who are you talking to, right? But they're just like, no, I mean, like, what the fuck, right? And it's like, oh, that's not how I read that, you know? 
like I was gonna say that um like related to to tone and everything this might be like a tangent but like there's such a specific language that we use around fandom like you can tell someone in a in an AO3 comment like oh like this writing makes me want to die and that's not a negative thing right that that means that this impacted me so deeply yeah like there's this shorthand of like I know what I meant and you know what I meant but like if you don't know what the lingo is you can be like why did this person just say that like that's so mean um I think there's like yeah like there's so many things of like oh um you know like if if, a, if an edit on TikTok is like really um like emotional or like whatever and be like oh so you hate me when and want me to die in the comments like it, like oh you're gonna like I want to you know whatever it is um and I think it's so interesting like if you come into fan and this might be something for you and uh, Montana to talk about if you come into fandom being like not like with the lingo already how do you learn it let me tell you okay so I think the youngest person in the coven oh god I'm gonna get this wrong she's actually going to kill me I'm gonna say 22 her birthday's this month she's gonna be 23 yeah you got it right okay so (laughs) one so our youngest member is almost 23 and she is I mean, we gave her her own jail in um in in the Coven channel because she is just wild, and I have never had a faster education in anything in in my entire life than I have from listening and seeing how she types and talks. As like someone who is younger than me in this space specifically, it was a whirlwind. I have learned a lot now. I see things so differently, and it is so funny. And that, like, I find myself then using like this sort of language, like outside of like in my big girl job, etc. And I'm like, oh no, I can't, I can't, can't do that. No, nope. no, I've started saying slay at work. Auto, auto capitalization is off. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which apparently, you guys, Gen Z is Gen Z is growing up. They're adults now. Gen Alpha are the teens. They don't say slay. It's very cringe to them. It's out. It's been out for a long time. Also, CSA. like, how did that happen? Like, I feel like millennials were millennials for, like, literally <laughs> forever. And then all of a sudden, Gen Z. And then how is there another one? Like, where did Mill- that come from? Millennials is the biggest, is the biggest um, age group. Oh, okay. That okay, makes sense. There we go. That makes sense. <laughs> Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Oh. I wanted to ask you guys, like, you were talking about the coven a lot. Like, what, how, how did that happen? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, explain the coven. Like, to somebody who doesn't know, has never heard of it. Like, what is the coven? How did it happen? How did you find each other? How does it work? Well, I said, I want to read this fic. And I put it on TikTok and I was like, does anyone want to read this with me? And then I had, I thought maybe like one person would be like, yeah, fine, I'll do it with you, whatever. (laughs) I had about 28 people message me and comment and say, I would love to read this. And I was like, oh, that's terrifying. Let's do it. So then we started like a little WhatsApp group chat and quickly realized as like 800 messages were coming in like every five minutes that I just wasn't going to cut it. So we created a Discord server called ourselves the coven got uh, one of our members to draw us a little logo um and we did like a group read and it just we quickly grew to I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say about we got about 50 people in the first like few months Damn. and we 
I, it, it was essentially a book club. So we would choose what we were going to read and I would sit and think about what questions to ask. We'd set out like what chapter we would read by what and blah, blah, blah. And I'd like talk about what we were reading on like TikTok and then other people were like, oh my God, this sounds like so much fun. Can I join? And it slowly went from becoming a book club and also just a group of friends. And it's very much like what you guys were talking about earlier in, in that um, friendships form very, very intensely and quickly in this space. And they very, it, I mean, that's, you know, one word for it in what we have. We we are essentially a cult. <laughs> and we talk often about having a commune. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> right? It's just such a lovely thing. And I think, yeah, so we, we have like group reads. We have slutty side reads. We have like coven campfire, so we'll go on like voice channel and someone will read and then somebody else will read Aww. and blah, blah, blah. And it, we're very, I have been very lucky in that the people who did reach out and want to join have just been the most incredible people. And it has been such a lovely, positive space. I've never had anything in life where I've seen so many nice people in one space and seen such encouragement and kindness constant like consistently all of the time so yeah so now we're sitting at about 80 80 people and I've kind of closed ranks I have a list if people want to like join and then if you know a space frees up or we're thinking about like letting more people in like blah 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 then I do but it's also something that you know as much as it came by accident it is quite special and it's something that I'm very very protective of um and my first kind of rule is like this has to be safe Mm -hmm. this has to be a safe thing for everyone who's here so I'm just very very like protective of it now I feel like I mean that sounds so cute and like so lovely I also like just I love the idea I mean it's kind of why we started this podcast of like having a space where we could like talk about like we talk about fanfic but like also just like fandom in general because it feels like in the online spaces like you know, like, comment sections on TikToks or even comment sections on fan fictions. Like, you're not really able to, like, you're like, oh, this has become now such a big part of my life. Like, I just want to, like, like, I want to be able to just, like, have discussions with, like, other people who are as invested in this. But it does sound incredibly stressful to me managing a space of, like, 80 people and trying to keep it safe. Like, like, I, oh, like, I'm getting, like, the the responsibility, it makes me anxious. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, I've been very, very lucky in that the people, well, first things first, we made sure it was like 18 and over um, to avoid any drama from that aspect. But I've been very lucky in that I could genuinely count the issues that we've had on one hand. And we've been running, you know, for over a year now. And I think, I don't know, I think people think I'm a bit like, Luna love goody of it all and a bit like ah, like just like skipping along blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like sure I am but I'm also like I am such a stickler for like boundaries and rules and I was like we're gonna have these we're gonna have my little Virgo rules from the get-go and people have been very very good at like sticking to that and I think to be quite honest people like we said earlier people in this space are are so keen to have to have a community that everyone treats it as their own and treats it with respect and treats each other with respect as well and you know the friendships that you do make and I see you know my favorite thing about the coven 
is when I realise that two people have all of a sudden become best friends and I had no idea that they even spoke. And I just think that's just the most incredible thing. And we've kind of cultivated this thing where people don't want to be assholes to one another. And that makes my life so much easier. Mm -hmm. What were the ground rules? Like, what are your, the for the coven? Like, if you can share, Erin. unless they're like... Yeah, 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 of course. Erin might be able to help me. Um, so we've got like... Obviously, like, no ship shaming, no thick bashing. And that's mainly because the community is so small. Like, you never know what, who knows someone and is going to get their feelings hurt because you're talking shit about their friend. We have, you know, treat the person behind the screen with kindness at all times. Like, don't forget that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, very standard, like, be respectful, be kind. Don't talk shit about fix. Like, by all means, like, share your opinion. That's lovely. But we don't do, like, any sort of, like, bashing, like yeah I like I said we could we can I could tell you each and every instance where something has gone wrong and it's not very many and just like run-of-the-mill homophobia is not tolerated racism is not tolerated like I don't want to call it a family because some of them some families are not super healthy um so but it (laughs) sorry but like it feels like a like a house like just like a big house and like in that house in that room they're talking about all the young dudes and in that room they're screening bend it like beckham and in that room the two lawyers are talking about work and how to get through a litigation situation and in that room right you have people that just need to study and need a quiet place but aren't motivated to do it alone so they want to do it on camera and then over here you have so there's all these different channels right and my favorite channel two of my favorite channels are uh one where people just put things that they're proud of and other people celebrate them so it's called Aww. humble brag and if you got you know if you went for a walk around the neighborhood or if you made a nice meal or you did something that you're proud of but feels kind of silly to like who are you gonna tell like what do you like especially for me like I live by myself like I don't even have a cat to tell you know what I mean like who am I gonna tell I'll go into the humble brag channel and be like look who actually finished the last of their <laughs> peanut butter you know and everyone's like hell yeah like and it it feels really special and then the other channel that Aaron is like the monarch of um is the wellness warriors channel where people are just trying to be healthy but in a way that's like not fat phobic and not diet centric it's just like very much like you know I want to move more I want to eat healthier like I did this healthy thing like does anyone want to do it with me and Aaron is like in the gym rain or shine sickness and health I wake up to blue hair in front of a gym mirror every single day and I'm like, if Aaron can do it, I can do it. I never do it, but I do believe in myself, you know? And it, there's these spaces that, like, sometimes I go in and I get into the coven and I haven't talked about fan fiction in three days. And I'm just talking about life where I'm just listening to what people have going on. And um, other times, like, all I'm talking about is Wolfstar. And that is how it is. But I feel like everyone sort of respects the rules. And because everyone knows what the rules are, and the expectations are very clear, when a rule is broken or someone does something kind of sideways, you just point back to the rule and you point back to the people who are impacted and the person says, I'm sorry, and you say thank you for apologizing, then you move on. And I think that's a testament because I've been in Discord servers where conflict resolution does not happen that way. And it's it's a testament, I think, to like the people who lead the server. There's Lana and Aaron and two other people on the team and they spread different time zones so if something pops up in California when Lana's sleeping like 
we can handle it or whatever. And, um, and it, like they said, like it doesn't happen often. I think one of the, the best things about conflict resolution in the coven, um, and I think in fandom spaces in general is that like, um, one of the rules is like, if someone asks you to move on from a topic, you move on. Um, and for us, there's always fan fiction to just fall back on. If like the conversation gets a little, you know, too, too personal or whatever, just bring it back to what you were talking about in the Wolfstar channel. Like there's a lot more to like, you, you can just redirect to something that you know is a thing that you could talk about for the rest of your life. Um, so I think that helps a lot with conflict resolution of just like, Hey, I'm kind of done with this conversation. Anyway, I have something to say about this fic I'm reading. Fanfic neutralizes it. <laughs> it's it, honestly, it does. it's something that is just like so personal, but also like shared. For everybody in that group that like you know even um there's a couple of people who like haven't read any harry potter fan fiction for maybe a year at this point but you can st- they'll still be able to talk about it or like have a, a conversation about it and like participate it in it so you can always shift the conversation there um, and no one will feel left out but you don't have to like keep going down the like cycle of of a bad conversation that sounds amazing. Me and Sofa are about to cry. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think we genuinely got frighteningly lucky. Like I have never been in a space like this. Like I've been in the Marauders fandom, like basically my whole life. But um, this was like the first time. Instead, like on Tumblr and things, um, at least for me, and on TikTok for, at the beginning, like you, you're basically talking to a void, right? Like sometimes a void talks back, but like most of the time. Mm-hmm it's not necessarily like personal or, or a conversation. It's like, Oh, you happen to see someone's post and you comment on it and then you move on and you never think about it again. Um, but this is like the first time where I've really been in a space. That's just like, I can go there every morning and be like, hi friends, this is the fic I'm reading today. Um, and I think it's, it's really special and definitely accidentally found a lot of like, like willing people to be, safe spaces for each other i just like had accidentally love playing <laughs> yeah yeah because that's what it feels like um but the the cool part too like you guys have both been in it since the beginning i was not part of that sacred 28 situation <laughs> um, I, I i came in later and i've been a part of again different you know groups and communities where if you come in late you feel like you're late to the party Mm -hmm. you know there's inside jokes you're never gonna get there's people that are never gonna talk to you and I never felt that way um from the very beginning I I said something and this person I'd never heard of just replied to me and said hall of fame and I was like (laughs) what's transpiring (laughs) and they were they were like oh it's when someone says something so unhinged that we have to write it down and preserve it for all time and I was like oh and they were like welcome and I was like who are you like what's happening right now but it was it was fun and we do this thing whenever someone is new we have a member like give them a tour basically Aww. of the house and run them through all the channels and oh, welcome witch you know all the rules <laughs> and and it's nice and and it doesn't just because I didn't read that first fic with everybody like I've never felt late you know late to the joke or or like I don't know what's going on and you know 
fast forward a couple months, like both Aaron and Lana were in this very room eating lasagna on my coffee table and it felt very normal. Um, it, and it was very exciting. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, I was thrilled, (laughs) but like it felt, it felt like, you know, maybe we went to high school together or maybe, you know, but like different, like it just felt very normal and it felt very natural and almost like I didn't have to have a ton of like trauma dumping conversations with someone to, to feel close to them. Like, you know, I knew from the jump a few things that Aaron read and I'm like, yep, <laughs> good by me. Like, <laughs> pass the test, come into my home, eat my lasagna, ask me for anything, you know, because you are in love with the same thing. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Ugh. Do you guys, like, when you explain or do you explain this community to people, like, outside of it and outside of this space like how does that go (laughs) for me like I I had to navigate for that for the first time because I was like going on a trip to see people that I met in the coven and it'd be like what are you going to LA for (laughs) meet to meet my friends from the internet yeah I've had that experience (laughs) that was like a learning curve for me really hard because again like when I when I was like getting into this like absolutely do not speak of it to other people and now like I didn't really have a choice because I was like what are you going to what are you going there for I'm going to see a friend Mm -hmm. I met on the internet graduate from college like I don't know how this happened to me um yeah but it's 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 happening and so I've had to it's almost like coming out yeah (laughs) to people who have like no idea what fan fiction is at all like absolutely no context for it it's like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so there's the, this thing called Harry Potter fan fiction, and it's actually my entire life, and I've never told you about that until right now, um, but I met some Surprise. people, and we're going to go hang out and talk about it. <laughs> it's like, it's honestly wild. Erin, <laughs> is it to the point now, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but like, so I didn't talk about it for a while, and then and then you get to the point where you can't avoid it, because you're with your friends in real life. And your group chat stuff's going off and your face is doing all these things and you end up giggling and squealing mm-hmm. and they're like, what's going on? And you're like, Miss Lupin. And they're like, what do you <laughs> mean? And you have to sort of like tell them, right? And I mean, I'm lucky enough to have people, real life people who know me from the real world that at this point in my life, the people that I surround myself with are people that want to see me happy. I mean, your friend came along on our... That is bold. Meet up, to, didn't she? I love that. Yeah, so it's to so it's to the point now where like my real life friends and my family will look at me and be like the coven and I'm like yeah. Like, you know, and and it's just something that they know that's like a a that like it's my friend group, it's a part of my life and my friend that I've had since I was 13 years old, I was like, "Do you want to come on the trip to Los Angeles?" And she was like, "Yes." Has never read Harry Potter fan fiction is not really like on the internet doesn't have a tiktok is not like she's an engineer like you know it's and i'm like they're the cool they're gonna be so kind like it's gonna be fine and lo and behold like they all knew about her because i talk about her all the time and she came down she was like taking a nap and she came downstairs and like everyone in the room went Devin, Devin, Devin. And she was like, that's her name. And she was like, oh, okay, hi. Like, it's so nice. You know, and and they were so kind. They made her bracelets and they made her charms and they talked about, you know, their their stuff. And it was so, I was so happy and proud in that moment to see my, my life doing this because mm-hmm. here's this person from my 
real world that you know this group of people love innately because she's attached to me and here's this friend group online that I love so much that she loves innately because they're attached to me and now like Leo and Devin whenever Devin's over she's like oh will you tell Leo that I watched the episode of Survivor last night and I think what's gonna happen is I'm like just voice note Leo. <laughs> like, just do it and she's like okay and they'll have these conversations and like Devin to this day I don't, I don't think she'll ever read fan fiction but now she has these like fan fiction friends mm-hmm. because they're my friends and I think it also just comes with you have to get over your shame about it and when you take the leap like it it can blend as much as you want it to and you don't have to integrate it if you don't want to but like you can and your world isn't gonna light on fire because of it I think I mean it recently landed me a job hey what <laughs> so I have this terrible habit of referring to it as a book club in like professional spaces which, I mean, it's not like a super fast stretch, but when you... Anyway, let's move on. What books are you reading, Lana? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Colleen Hoover. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> not Colleen Hoover, no. So much better. I, yeah, I had like a job interview for this thing that I really, really wanted. And I was like, it, the job is all like around community building. And I was like, hey, I kind of like figured something out about that along my way here. So I included like talking about this book club that I've created and like how that's happened and blah 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 and they were like so they were like that's so cool like that's such a cool thing like that you've done this in your spare time just because you enjoy it like blah 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 and I was like mm-hmm. yeah and I'm, I'm super like passionate about published literature <laughs> that's what it is and it went really well and like just like the day before they offered me the job they were like would you be comfortable sharing like your book club and your tiktok and I was like absolutely the fuck not I would not know however what I will do is show you how I run it so I was like I kind of gave like a bit of a rundown about like the I don't know like the systems of the coven and like the next day they were like oh my god we're like we would love to offer you the job blah, blah, blah. and oh I was my like god. I actually had a, a fairly similar experience with an interview I was doing recently or the job I do um where I was talking about this podcast a lot and it's like thought leadership is involved in that and they were like oh my god like we wanted to set up a podcast like that's so good that you do that and then like right at the end someone was like what is it and I was like uh <laughs> don't worry about it like it's fine did you come up with like a cover story for it? well I just it just I say something about writing literature something like that nice publishing nice. industry culture something something um and then when i get to know you a lot i'm like it's harry potter like <laughs> yeah. i never come up with a cover story like people be like what are you reading and i just go shut up don't worry about it <laughs> oh i panic for sure i'm like uh <laughs> and then it's too late i can't come up with anything and then i have to tell the truth <laughs> no this hap- this literally happened to me on a date three nights ago horrible our friend parisa who I also refer to as my representation because she's a lawyer. She doesn't practice law, but like if I was needed it, she's perfect. (laughs) So she was my hair dryer. I don't own one. Sorry. I don't have a hair dryer and my hair was wet before my date. She happens to live around the corner from me. Fun fact. We met in the coven. She lives around the corner. I can walk to her house. That's incredible. That's rude. (laughs) I honestly am so mad about it. Bizarre. And another person in the coven, I was talking about this like weird, quirky street in my hometown and Christina popped out of nowhere and she was like, that's my neighborhood. And we went to the same high school at the same time and we didn't know each other. Wow. And I live in like a small town. Like what? Weird. Anyways. So Parisa was driving me to this date and she, she was, I was like, what am I going to say that I do? Because I currently like, I'm not working right now. And 
she was like just deflect like you went on that like fun book binding trip last weekend like just like tell him how you like bound a book and I'm like oh cool yeah like sounds good didn't think about the fact that he would say which book that would be his first question which book it's obviously Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love. <laughs> obviously. But, like, you can't tell. You can't, like, tell someone that in the wild. And so <laughs> he, so I started off saying, like, what my friends bound. And I just said, he was like, oh, maybe I've heard of it. Like, I, I'm a reader. And I'm like, okay. Um, so it's, like, romance. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, some of my friends, like, read a lot of romance. Like, which series? And I was like, um, it's, like, a standalone it's like pretty smutty and there's like uh, some priests involved and he was like like fleabag and i was like yeah but like gay he's also a bassist anyways i was talking about dear holiness and i couldn't figure out like how to t- and she bound it as a bible and like it was Gorgeous. so beautiful and so sexy oh my god that's amazing and amazing and thankfully this guy could hang and he was like oh i would that sounds great to me and i was and then he was like so what did you do and i was like well um and i tried to explain like the plot of draco malfoy and the mortifying ordeal of being in love to a person who's never read harry potter fan fiction and so i'm like are you familiar with harry potter and he was like how do you feel about trans people and i was like hold on like ah like i was like so he's with it but like so am I but like what yeah let's go back you know and so I have to do like this whole thing because that I think that's the thing I'm most ashamed of is when I'm reading yes. Harry Potter fan fiction is people think I'm a turd I yeah. I hate that she's made me ashamed of loving things <laughs> I hate it because yeah now I'm not gonna publicly be a fan of Harry Potter I agree right and so I'm like oh I'm not a I'm not I'm not a fan of Julianne but however and he was like okay what happens in the story <laughs> and so I'm like okay so like they're our age late 20s Hermione's a researcher. He goes, naturally. I'm like, yes. And uh, Draco Malfoy is assigned to protect her. And he goes, because her research is so risky. I go, exactly. <laughs> you got it, sir. Hey, <laughs> please tell me this guy got a second date. <laughs> he seems to be like... It's on Sunday. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Oh, Amazing. Okay, we should do the outro. Can you do it? Oh, can I do it so that you can laugh at me? <laughs> I see. I, I actually, see how it is. I That's actually fine. laugh at you more when I'm doing it because I accidentally put That's on your right. accent. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> it's only you that ever does it. You're like, okay, we learn a lot. Like, <laughs> um, you just want me to do it because it's awkward, it's awkward. every time. Yeah, yeah. But it, fine. I barely That's did the fine. intro. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Um. Brr. <laughs> oh my God! What a great episode. <laughs> had had so much fun <laughs> with so many excellent conversations. Um, I'm Soph, and you can find me on Ao3 as Messer Moon or on Tumblr as Sophsicle Carrie. <laughs> amazing thank you so uh i'm yeah Carrie. you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> i didn't laugh at all that was great it was so natural I, ho- I hope you appreciated that yeah no always always super natural <laughs> i'm Carrie. you can find me uh rabid little strawberry on tumblr and ao3 and i am berry lou i think with an underscore on tiktok montana where can people find you i'm montana you can find me at xxx no i'm serious xxx on ao3 and lana and i actually have a podcast where we talk about fan fiction and books and recommendations and stuff called i have no milk so you can find that 
I Have No Milk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we have a newsletter on Substack as well, and an Instagram, and a TikTok. We have too many things. But no milk. But no milk! <laughs> but no milk. <laughs> I'm Lana. You can find me at, um, well, everywhere. So Tumblr, TikTok, AO3, Instagram. I've forgotten the other ones, but I am I'm seriously reading everywhere. Um, and I'm Erin, and you can find me on uh, pretty much everything, but mostly TikTok as uh, Olaf a lot, and then on Tumblr as Olocked because it's a relic. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and always, if you have comments, questions, ideas for episodes, you can contact us at um, into the fig of it at gmail.com. Also, yeah just uh we don't have a regular posting schedule anymore so if you want to know when these remember when it used to be once a month it's not it's just whenever we feel like it so uh you might want to subscribe or whatever or follow i don't know how spotify works uh you can subscribe yeah yeah something like that if you want to be notified um because yeah it won't be the first of the month anymore anyway continue (laughs) (laughs) that's it really (laughs) thanks for tuning in Bye. Bye.